Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Growth Experience Podcast. I am your host, Chris Dye. Our hope is that by listening to this podcast, you realize that you have a gift. And by believing in your gift, you can uncover your purpose and have vision for your life. Whether you're listening in your car, at home, or watching on YouTube, thank you for tuning in, and let's go! Welcome to the Growth Experience Podcast, episode 29. I am so excited for today to introduce our guest in just a moment. Um, I do want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Community Land Title. Community Land Title is a full-service land title and escrow settlement provider here to protect your real estate investments. When you work with their knowledgeable team, you'll be guided through the process in a transparent and timely way. I also want to remind you, uh, I said I would stop saying new last week, but I'm going to say new again. Um, something that is near and dear to my heart. We've partnered with an organization, online therapy program called BetterHelp. So if you go to betterhelp.com slash growthpod, that's betterhelp.com slash growthpod, um, you just fill out a simple questionnaire, you'll receive 10% off your first month of therapy, and they'll match you to the therapist that best fits your scenario and situation. And so I'm super excited about that partnership because it really speaks to... Um, just what we believe in and bettering yourself in all areas of life, not just business, fitness, family, finance, all these different things that we talk about on the show, but that's a huge kind of undervalued, obviously your mental health, right? And so we talk about that a lot and I'm super excited to partner with them. Today, we have our newest partnership as well through our business, the Legacy Network Broker by EXP. We have Nathan and Justy Wingfeld with Aconda Ministries. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> awesome. So yes, I'm. These are friends of mine that I can't. I mean, there's a lot in between us that I don't know. So I'm excited to get to know you even better through the show, through this episode. Um, but at the same time, known you a little bit for a couple mm-hmm. years and followed your journey. Um, introduced to you through Brady, who's been on the show as well. Uh, so I'm super excited to hear just what God is doing in your life. And I love seeing everything that you put on Facebook through your ministry and the lives that you're changing. I'm super excited to be a small, small, small mm-hmm. part of that. So without further ado, we have Nathan and Justy. And if you guys just want to talk about um, yourselves individually, maybe a little bit, a little bit of backstory, and then kind of roll into maybe how you got together. And then we'll roll into even further how Aconda got started. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I think the cool thing is there's not too much of us that wasn't together. So we uh, met ninth grade, fell in love. love. 14 and 15. Yeah. Um, I have been blessed to grow up in uh, an incredible godly home where I saw Jesus lived out in big ways. Um, And because of that, I fell in love with Jesus at a young age and just chased after him. And so um, when we met when I was 14, um, fell in love with this handsome fella. Mm-hmm. He's but pretty al- good looking. <laughs> he's very good looking. But also, um, Jesus was my number one. And so, mm-hmm. so we were besties all throughout. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah. I don't think that he yeah, knew so, that yeah, for, <laughs> Wild Rad we for, were going to get on. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I grew up in I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are great people. It was me and just my sister. Yeah. And uh, but for me, like God was a Sunday thing. Right. And and that was that As was it is for so many people. That was yeah. just like where it was. I thought that was all it was. And right. and uh, yeah, we went to a small private school, and I was giving that school one more year uh, before I decided to go into public school. Mm-hmm. And that's when she showed up, and I was like, I'm here. I'm here to stay. <laughs> there you go. That's um, quick. Man. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, we we became really good friends um, through that process. Uh, started dating. And found out really quickly that my lifestyle and her lifestyle was very different. And so God, through her, really opened me up in new ways that I had never experienced before. And so, um, yeah, I just had no clue uh, where God was going to, where God was going to take our relationship and take our futures, uh, but was thrilled. Uh, to be a part of that journey. So so all throughout high school, I think that we um, just continued to grow closer to God as a couple um, and just seek Him out and His will for yeah. our lives. And so um, we decided to be married young. So a week right. after we graduated from high school, we were married. Oh, I love yeah, it. We engaged our senior year and graduated high school and got married all in the same eight-day period. That's amazing. <laughs> We had a lot of pushback, yeah, um, sure. but but knew like this is where God was leading us, and so yeah. we jumped in, and that's incredible. it's yeah. been incredible. See, I knew I'd get to look, know you a little bit. Better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that started the the thought process for us of this might not make sense to the world, mm-hmm. but we feel like God is leading us yeah, down this path. We're going to talk about that. And so, being seventeen and eighteen. Um, getting married, we said, you know, we just kind of came together and said, God, this is what we feel like you're prompting us to do. Um, this is what we have in our hands, mm-hmm. and we want to surrender that to you. Yeah. So this is where we are. This is what we have, and we're just praying that you'll bless it and do something with it. Mm-hmm. And so that that really kind of began mm-hmm. that, I would say, like lifestyle, mm-hmm. even though we didn't always get it right, right. for us. God continued to show up in big ways, um, which kept us coming back for more. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of, we're, I think we're going to jump into how we got into missions. And I think a lot of that started even for me as a very young girl, I always had a heart for missions, yeah. had some close relatives go to Mozambique when I was very young. Um which is right next to Malawi, where we are. And so that area of Africa has always been special to me. Um, Like I said, growing up in a Christian home, and and we'd have missionaries come into the church or into our home, like, oh, that just always... Spoke to you. Yes, in big ways. Um, And so Africa as a whole, but specifically that area down near Malawi was special to me. Um, Going into our marriage, we always had a heart for adoption, missions, not knowing what it looked like, but trusting God to reveal that to us along the way. Because we were married young and broke, (laughs) (laughs) we pursued pursued adoption multiple times, but we were turned away um, and just trusted the Lord, like, you've put this on our heart, so you're going to 
bring this at, at the right timing. So we'll keep, you know, our hearts open to it. And, and when the doors open, they open. Oh my gosh, you're speaking a prophetic word right now. <laughs> Kelsey, you're going to listen to the show. We'll talk about it. But uh, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. I'm going to slow it down just okay. a little bit. Okay. So Kelsey and I, were all, we also dated in ninth grade. Okay. But it not, did not go quite the way that you guys went. So um, I still have a, it's one of my most cherished photos of us in ninth grade. I thought I was so cool um, <laughs> at the bowling alley hanging out, but I want to touch on just a couple things that you okay. said, uh, both of you. One is chased after Jesus. Mm-hmm. So last week, my mom and I did a podcast like, or did, a, did an episode all about Jesus and what that looks like and his word and how we apply it to our lives, right? And so when you say, especially as a young person, when you say chased after Jesus, mm-hmm. like, what does that look like? What does that even mean? Mm. He was my everything from a very young age. Like, I remember, like, hearing, praying, expecting mm-hmm. answers and hearing those answers as a little girl. Yeah. Um, and when you seek after him, he's going to reveal himself to you. Yeah. So is that something that was like taught to you by your parents? I know you kind of touched on that. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's something that I'm very grateful for is, you know, a lot of us, especially in America, we've been blessed with so much, but it is easy to fall into that. Like Mm -hmm. we go to church and we check it off. Mm -hmm. Um, But not only did my parents teach me that, but they displayed that well. Um, I would see them pray for things. We would come together as a family and pray and see God answer those prayers. And it was pointed out, this is how God answered those prayers. I would see them bring homeless people into our home or missionaries into our home. You know, I would see them follow the Lord in ways that was not normal. And I would see him move. So there was no doubt that he was going to answer my prayers as well. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and for you, like, you took it very seriously. Oh, yeah. So even though this very fine, dapper young man had stepped into your life. <laughs> um, a little scraggly now. But yeah, a little now. used to be. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I was, like, super smitten and, like, ready to go. And she was like, this is what's important to me. And it's, like, when we get to know each other, she can see, like, this is not as important to you as it is for me. And so, like, early on... We had discussions where it was like, it's over unless we work on this mm-hmm. and grow and learn together. Yeah. And so through those like moments, I'm like, this is more than just Sunday morning for her. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Who is this person she knows? Like, because for you, you chased after God. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like my story is God chasing after me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a story of brokenness right. and a story of failure. And throughout my life, I've just continued to see this theme of, even though I'm not worthy, God is chasing after me. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not looking, God is chasing after me and providing. Mm-hmm. And so... That switch, though, is so profound mm-hmm. and so cool when mm-hmm. you're in that moment. Mm-hmm. Literally last night, I was taking my dog out for a walk and... You know, Kelsey and I have been walking through a season. Mm-hmm. Um, I will call it a furnace. Like mm-hmm. We've been walking through the fiery furnace on where God is leading us, what he wants us to do, um, and just chasing, like you said, chasing after him, but almost in a, like, 
not even knowing it in a halfway way, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. where it's like, what does it look like to fully submit your life in every aspect to God, right? And to the Lord and allow him to work in every area of your life. Um, and so last night I was taking my dog out for a walk and I feel like I'm putting some things together now that, that God has for us and um, me and our family. And I feel like I heard the Lord say, I was just waiting on you. Mm. And I'm like, mm. it blew me away. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that is something, um, both things, because Kelsey and I are both kind of in that same, we were in that same boat, mm-hmm. right? Where we were introduced to Jesus at a young age. Um, but there were so many times where I didn't fully chase after him mm-hmm. because I I was blinded by my own ambitions, mm-hmm. right? I say on the show sometimes that I was focused on becoming a public success, but mm-hmm. at the expense of being a private failure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I absolutely love that. Um, another thing you... So I didn't want to touch on this too, because as you talked about, I didn't write it down, but you said like you kind of grew almost like two separate trees that started to get entangled together as you grew in your faith and Mm -hmm. um, intertwined with one another and, you know, what God wanted for you. And most times I feel like, you know, when, when some, if I were to experience that at a younger age, like you were, um, you know, that probably would have turned me off, right? To where it's like, what is going on? She's crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but that's that's God's plan for you guys, and that's yeah. what's so cool how He orchestrated that whole process as well. I love I yeah. love that story. Um, another thing I do want to touch on, and this is from the basement, Tim Ross. Shout out! I don't know if you'll ever see this, but I'm gonna save it anyway. Um, <laughs> He says, and I want to touch on this, right? Because we kind of skew this term in the church. God told me. Mm-hmm. I heard the Lord say. Mm-hmm. And even you said, yeah. we felt like mm-hmm. the yeah. Lord was telling us. Mm-hmm. And you can only truly say that God mm-hmm. told you to do something after the fact when it happens, mm-hmm. right? So what's the first, and it sounds like it might even be like the one of the biggest and earliest could be an early marriage. But what's kind of one of those first steps that you guys notice together that like and talked about you know hey I feel like God is telling us this <laughs> uh, and I mean, then it came true yeah oh my goodness there have been so many and and we said you know even just being married young like right. we had so much pushback mm-hmm. but so much time in prayer together over this yeah. and, a, and a lot of times for us the way that we've <laughs> tested the Lord is we both feel prompted. And the cool thing is a lot of times it's not at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we've learned kind of how, like, <laughs> I, I'll jump. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I feel like God says this. Let's, let's go. go. Yeah, I'm the same way. And normally <laughs> it takes him a minute. <laughs> She's jumping and off so, the cliff yeah. and I'm checking all the harness. Right. Stepping, in, <laughs> stepping into the harness and putting it on. Yeah. And so I've learned... You know, when I feel prompted from the Lord, give yeah. it time. And then when he comes to me and says, I feel like the Lord, yeah. then I'm like, confirmation. Yeah. And yeah. then it's something that we'll pray about together right. and pray for God to open those doors to do what we feel mm-hmm. he's That's called good. us to do. I like that. And, and sometimes 
closed doors. Oh yeah. And we're grateful for both of those. Love it. Like we we pray for clear direction. Right. And for us too, I feel like I can speak for both of us on this. Like we are very cautious when we use words like mm-hmm. God told mm-hmm. me to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. God you know, especially like just that specific phrase, God told me to mm-hmm. blank because it is very authoritative. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very you can't deny this. Mm-hmm. You literally cannot, right. you know. And so for us and for me, like I've never heard the audible voice of God. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like the way we word a lot of things is prompting. Mm-hmm. Like we feel prompted by the Lord to mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. And two, we're firm believers in that we feel like the desires that God puts in us, He puts in us mm-hmm. for a reason. Yep. And that sometimes even those desires are the prompting of the Lord that need to be tested out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for us being young and early in marriage, you know, we got to the point where we kept coming back to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, and I'm speaking to myself even in this present day, you get to the point where you've got to stop asking the question of should I do this mm-hmm. and shift it into I feel like you're asking me to do this and I'm praying that you'll bless it mm-hmm. and I'm praying that you'll take it you and I'm praying that you'll use it mm-hmm. because I've felt this way you've led me down this path you haven't closed the door mm-hmm. so I'm walking through yeah. and I'm believing right. that you're the one that brought me here and so if you brought me here Lord I need you. Yeah. I need you to provide, and I need you to be my sustainer, and I need you to be this person, you know. And that is a story of ours from the very beginning, like mm-hmm. even in high school, like when we were like, we're going to do this. Everybody's telling us not to get married at 17 and 18 years old that we're going to throw our lives away. But like, we're going to do this. And so it shifted into, God, should we do this, into God, this is what you've led us to. This is what we're going to do, and we're just praying that you either close that door now or make it fruitful mm-hmm. and because I think so many times especially I don't I, all I can speak to is in my life I over process overthink yeah. over worry she's the jumper and I'm the like double checker mm-hmm. and like I will sit in a stalemate yeah forever right because I'm just waiting for what yeah. You know, I'm waiting for this audible voice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to move out yeah. and you have to go. Um, and praying for God to close doors, God, that is the voice of the Lord when he says no. Mm-hmm. And we thank God for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And that it makes it easier because you sought him out in every area of your mm-hmm. life, right? If you're not like, people are like, I don't hear from God, right? I don't. I don't feel prompt. I say prompted by the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. where I feel like uh, I'm sure you guys have, you know, your spiritual giftings and, you know, the things that you do well and that he's called you to do. Um, I said this last week, too. I'm a, I am a big uh, I've shifted my focus a lot from personal development, business type stuff to just like give me the words of the people that are connected to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So like. The, the T.D. Jakes, the Mike Todd, Tim Ross, Stephen Furtick, like, and, and smaller pastors too, um, and, and podcasts and books and all these different things. But T.D. Jakes says, I believe success is the manifestation of the desires that have already been put into your heart, mm-hmm. right? That's success for any individual person because 
we define success in America, especially as just monetary. You know, it's like if you see somebody that has a car that you want or has the house that you want or the family that you want, um, you know, then then that person's successful. Right. But you're just copying somebody else's journey and path that they might not even enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So when you're seeking after the Lord day and night, meditating on his word, you know, that's when I feel like you can say, man, I really, I really feel like God is pulling us in this direction or mm-hmm. wants me to do this. What does it look like to be, be obedient? How do I do it? Because a lot of times, like I told you guys before we got started, you know, this expansion of the Legacy Network which I'm so excited about. Um, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. How, I have no idea mm-hmm. how we're going to do that. But when you get five or six people that have the same vision, mm-hmm. and you come together and, you, and just or even two, when two or more are in agreement, mm-hmm. he is there with us, mm-hmm. right? So agreement's a very, very powerful thing. And I love the way that you put that. I'm probably going to start implementing that a little bit better because I'm a jumper, mm-hmm. and Kelsey is not. And so for us, it's the opposite to where I'm like, hey, let's go do this thing. I've gotten better. I have gotten better about praying and really um, getting confirmation in the word. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love the way that you said that, like, maybe if I feel like God is telling me something and I'm praying about it, internalizing Mm -hmm. And then she comes along and says, hey, I feel like Mm -hmm. then, you know, yeah, Yeah. it's game over. So, or really the beginning of of the game, I guess, right? Game on. So, um, because if you two are connected, you know, if the two have become one, mm -hmm. like God is going to guide you both. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's going to lead you both down this path. And so waiting for that confirmation and waiting on the Lord, Mm -hmm. I think is, is a it's definitely our story and it's I think it's a huge part of it. That is the hardest thing for me, man. It's like this office was in my mind four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. And I even put it like when we lived in Bardstown, the the country club that was for sale on the golf course, and you guys have probably seen that building on our in our old neighborhood. I had that on my vision board mm-hmm. and I felt like I tried to buy that one, didn't work out, but I I knew like one day Mm -hmm. God was going to give us an Mm -hmm. office. And so like this is a manifestation of something I felt like Mm -hmm. God put inside my heart. Right. And he does different things for different people. Everybody's on their journey for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, All things work together for God, for those who love God and Mm -hmm. are called according to his purpose. Romans 828. So it's it's his purpose and he carries that out in different ways to different Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Um, okay, we could talk about this all day. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have you back on the show, but um, I really do want to roll into now. Okay, we're married. Okay. And then you know we're talking about you, you kind of touched it. Yeah. Um, foster adoption. Yeah. And then you know Malawi was already close to your heart, so I kind of know that. Okay. But. How do we yeah. go and transition, yeah, transition into ministry now? Yeah. Being in ministry full-time especially. Okay. So we pursued adoption multiple times. The doors were closed, but we continued to trust God. Like, He gave us those desires, and so one day He'll fulfill that. Yeah. And so when I was pregnant with our fifth child... Mm-hmm. That's when God opened the door, <laughs> which is a Don't great, say that to me. Which Don't is say a, that to me. Yeah, I quit. Yeah. I quit. God's a really funny person. Didn't really make 
any sense right. at all. Yeah. Um, and he brought us to two of our kiddos that we have now. Mm. Um, everything, all of the studies that we've done and the agencies that we've talked to, like none of it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, our daughter, she was older than any of our biological kids, so that's like a big no, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Adopt out of birth order. And we already, we were pregnant with our yeah. fifth, with our fourth daughter, right? Yeah, we were pregnant with our fourth daughter, fifth child. Right. Okay. So we already had all these girls. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense to we get more girls. Right. Out of birth order. One income. Yeah, like nothing made sense, but God was like, doors wide open, here's mm. your kiddos. So, so that was our first um, big step into Africa. Mm-hmm. We um, heard about these two kids, had prayed about it for years and years. But this timing just seemed crazy. Um, we couldn't deny, though, that God had brought them to us. Mm-hmm. The details of and, mm-hmm. yeah, so it brings us to like another reiteration of the same mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. That it's like God, I don't know what you have for us down this path, mm-hmm. but you've brought us to the trailhead. Mm-hmm. And so, like praying about it, we decided to fast and pray and. Mm-hmm. For a week and we made it three days and we were like this makes no sense we should eat we, because we, we knew know. the answer yeah, yeah. there it was took, no doubt it took probably a day and a half <laughs> and we both knew the answer right. and we came together and it was like we felt like god was saying trust me and take the first step mm-hmm. that was it so we didn't know if the adoption was going to go through we mm-hmm. didn't know if we'd be approved we didn't know anything mm-hmm. but god was just saying just make the first step so we did so we took the first step met with the adoption agency, did our first home study. We were still broke, now pregnant with our fifth kid. So the bill came in for that, and we didn't have the funding. Mm-hmm. And we were like, uh, remember God, you said yeah, take you the said, first you job. said we could yeah. do this, yeah, absolutely. So, so we got that bill, and I remember holding that bill and praying over that, trusting God, like, we believe this is where you brought us, and so we're believing you to provide. And so mm-hmm. the next day, it's, those crazy check in the mailbox stories yeah, where we got a check in the mail that covered that first bill Mm -hmm. didn't make any sense whatsoever and that was God saying all right and that's been the story of like that started it for us faithfulness Mm -hmm. yeah so through that process um (laughs) we didn't even have the funding for the first home study much less the entire adoption but God was faithful and provided um, so our adoption went through mm-hmm. 2019. We showed up in Malawi. In the beginning of the 2019. Yeah, that was our first trip there. Leading up to that, as I had said, this area of Africa was already like a dream for me. Mm-hmm. So our first trip there, and this was, I don't know how many years into marriage, but you had heard me enough <laughs> dream about Africa, and so together we began to dream about Africa, and yeah. so, so. What year did you? Get, sorry, so what was, year did you get married? We got married in '06, okay. so this would have been 13, 13 years. years later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We uh, we land context. on Malawi soil, and the minute this is you know a tiny plane, you don't hook up to the airport like you do here. Right. Like you're walking across the runway. We step out of that plane, and we both look at each other, and like something different about this place something special here yeah that was it we were wrecked yeah and so um 
that we stayed in country for about a month at that time and fell in love. Mm -hmm. The people, the place, the culture, God there active in the way that he was. We were in love, like we were hooked. And so, yeah, and we saw need. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like of course you see the need, and you're broken, Mm -hmm. and it's wrecked you, and and you have you can't not do something. And so, going back, our minds just started spinning. Of what do you do? You know, the Mm -hmm. needs are massive, and so we just continued to pray into that and do little bits. We Mm -hmm. would maybe put a roof on somebody's house or. Help, help with food. Yeah, little help, tiny thing. Help, help the a local pastor. Orphanage or a pa- just little things along the way. Mm-hmm. God, just our God would, yeah, God would bring a need, and we'd pray about it, and people would come together, and and we'd you know see God meet the need, and that was really cool. That began stirring a lot in us. Mm-hmm. Um, through the first adoption. Um, the two that we adopted are biological siblings. They had a younger biological mm-hmm. sister. She was already in process to be adopted, um, and so we hadn't like pursued her. We were happy for her, and we were going to adopt the siblings, and mm-hmm. you know that's just the way life was going to be. But when we were there in 2019, we learned that her adoption had fallen through, and so we also learned of the bond between our oldest daughter and her younger sister, Mm -hmm. whom she raised after mom passed away when baby sister was born. And so this was a lot going into it that we weren't prepared for. Right. And he knew, he knew. knew. And it doesn't, yeah. The details of all of that don't matter. It was just, God was laying things on our heart again. Absolutely. And he was opening doors and opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it was like just our willingness to submit to the Lord when yeah. he prompts us on stuff mm-hmm. and say, I don't know what this is going to look like, but we'll make the first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started that process yeah. for little sister. Uh-huh which was ridiculous because we didn't have the funding the first time. We sure aren't going to have the funding the second time. And how in the world could we ask people to support another adoption? Right. Yeah. But God. But yeah, God. but God. So then not to make light of anything, um, COVID-19 hit and that kind of shut down the world. But through that, um, our first adoption was really funded by the goodness of family, friends, the church. Like, and us, like all coming together, the whole it takes a village, you know, that's what made it happen. And the second one happened through stimulus packages and, you know, just weird opportunities that God opened the door for um, that was just still, again, reinforcing God's faithfulness. Um, but, But yeah, he opened those doors. And then all of this time now in Malawi, um, we're building relationships. We're building these relationships with local pastors, with friends, with um, just extended family now that we have in Malawi because of our kids and just seeing needs and thinking and praying about like, God, what is so special about this place? Why is this on our hearts? What do you want for us? Because all this time I'm working full time and got a decent job. 
yep. got a decent job and it just didn't make sense to make a lot of switches. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so that was 2021. I don't know if I'm going too fast or not, but 2021, we adopted our second adoption. Yeah, so you have five biological children mm -hmm. and two- Three adopted, three adopted, adopted. children, mm -hmm. that's right. Um, that's incredible, first of all. I'm gonna, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I wanna go back to something that you said that people don't, like, we, we read this book or people hear these stories and they're, you know, oh, well that's, that miracle stuff doesn't happen today. And I feel like you can pick out little moments of your life and say, man, that was a miracle. Absolutely. And so I want to kind of touch on that. And it was spurred by the, the comment mailbox check, right? <laughs> because when I was in high school, you know, my mom and I were separated when I was four years old to 12 years old. Mm. And I didn't know where she was, if she was alive, you know, it, it, it was wild. Um, we reconnected at 12. My dad allowed me to start seeing her again. And then my dad dies at 16, mm. when I was 16 years old. So then my mom moves from Florida. She was actually on mission. I don't remember exactly, Guatemala maybe. Um, I don't remember exactly where she was, but the Red Cross had to get a hold of her to let her know that my dad passed away. So she moved to Kentucky and my junior and senior year of high school, I did not live with her my junior year, but I did my senior year. And from 12 to 17, you know, she would tell me like, she would tell me about God and she would tell me that, um, you know, I even got baptized during that time as I was traveling to Florida. I say all that to say my true like taste of the Lord and see that he is good was with my mom at that age and I didn't even realize it. Mm. Like when she lived with me, she was a single mom or when I lived with her, she was a single mom. We lived in a very small apartment. She was not making very much money at all. And she would pray. Like, I would hear her audibly pray. Like, man, God, will you provide? Will you show up? Will you do this? Will you do that? And I can't tell you how many times, even since then, right, that God has shown up and met a, a need mm -hmm. um, that you can only say in hindsight, man, that was that was God. <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. like that, that was a miracle, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so can you kind of expand upon, and then I promise we'll get into like what you're doing now and how incredible it is, um, but will you just kind of touch on maybe a couple of little of those micro miracles that I love those stories so much. Mm, yeah, and there's been so, so many, many, and I can't wait to tell you the big ones. Oh, let's go! <laughs> But I think those, those little moments of, of stepping out on faith, trusting God to provide and, and receiving that check in the mailbox were over and over and over. Yeah. Um, still, like when we started doing, you know, small things, helping the needs with the people in Malawi, the, I think one of the cool things is we are still broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And so it's put us in a position when people have a need, we can't always mm -hmm. supply the funding needs. for the need. Right. But it's put us in a position to be able to pray with the people mm -hmm. and watch God provide. Yeah. So there have Ooh, been times good. where we've been there and somebody will come to us with a real need 
and maybe it's like seven hundred dollars mm -hmm. and we don't have it and that breaks your heart yeah. but when your heart's broken and you believe god can do it and you're praying with that person mm -hmm. and then the next day someone calls you like from the states and says hey somebody handed me seven hundred dollars and said to send it to you guys i don't know what it's oh, for I love it. mm -hmm. I love it. yeah and then that puts us in a really cool position mm -hmm. with the people because when you step in and fill someone's need that feels good, mm -hmm. but that's the only, other than meeting the need, that's the only thing that comes of it mm -hmm. is you feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, you can glorify God in it, but it's, you've provided that need. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. But when you both say, you know, you've got no resources, I've got no resources, but let's go to the one that provides all things mm -hmm. together. Yep. And let's stand in this. I love that. Like we're gonna stand with you in this moment yeah and watch how god provides yeah and so when god provides i had nothing to do with it yeah. mm -hmm. Give him i, all the glory I can't all the yeah. take any glory from right. that you know and so to really be able to reinforce that as well that has shaped mm -hmm. who we are now and what we do now mm -hmm. in big ways as well because if you seek me to provide I'm going to let you down mm -hmm. and that's if you do it or if people in Africa do it right. I'm going to let you down yeah but if we can together learn to rely on God yeah and learn to seek him then we're both set up for success yeah mm -hmm. I love that yeah I, I was the same kind of thing the realization that you were just talking about of like if, if I just met that need right the pain is very short mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. like I can say, oh, yeah, I wrote that check. Mm -hmm. And that's cool, right? Mm -hmm. You right. still provided and you still helped and you mm -hmm. still had a, a servant's heart, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But even if that's something I've grown a lot in as well. And, you know, even just between the three of us sitting here, and I know Kelsey, I speak for her as well. Like, we're nowhere close to giving to you guys what we want to. Mm -hmm. um, but God has put it on our heart to just start somewhere, mm -hmm. right? And then I've just, I've been reading through Hebrews, right? Just talking about faith, the absence mm -hmm. of things that we cannot see, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, it also grows your faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. When, when, like you said, when I can't meet a need and when you can't meet a need, but we come together and we ask for it and then you see it happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's so powerful. Yeah. It's yeah. so powerful. Yeah, yeah it, it changes is. you. It's undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, there's this book that we just... Well, I've read it a couple times now, but it's Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools by Tyler Staten. If you haven't heard it, know. yeah, Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. Got it. It is definitely worth reading. Um, but he talks about so many times you had mentioned that, like, people don't know the mailbox check situation. Mm -hmm. People don't know or think that the miracles of God happen. Right. And, like... If you don't need God, yep. then you don't need God. Mm -hmm. And the difference between when God steps in is you have no other options and you're completely like, I need you. This, this is all I got. Mm -hmm. And and that's the story of like the people in Africa. Like you don't mm -hmm. believe God does miracles? Come on a trip. Yeah, yeah. Come with me. And it's not because of me. Right. And it's not because those people are better than Americans. Right. It's not that. It's that the need is real. Yeah. 
And so many times we can provide for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit and realize their need for Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so when He steps in in those situations, you can see it. But in that book, too, He talks about many times when we pray, if God were to answer mm -hmm. every prayer you prayed last week, would you even know it? Mm -hmm. Are you praying for things That's that hard. are mm -hmm. big enough, bold enough, standing out enough? Yeah. That you would even see it if he answered. Right. Because I know for me, oftentimes it's like, I just pray that you ambiguously help this situation. <laughs> like, how would I know if God right. even answered that prayer? Right. You know what I mean? Sure. And so, yeah. It can be so minuscule that you just gloss over the fact that <clears throat> the light turned green. Or, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But like the that book, that's a great book. It's a right. great audio book. It's a great that's a great resource. So just I don't know why, but it sparked. Yeah, for sure. No, when you said that, that so. and we'll put it in the in the description for the episode too. Um, last thing, I promise. Uh, I just feel prompted by the Holy Spirit that I need to tell somebody because you said it as well, and I have openly, audibly said it. Um, like, would you allow God to break your heart? Hmm. Like, are there things that um, you're just kind of glossing over those big things that you because you just don't want to be disappointed mm -hmm. but it's in your heart it's mm -hmm. in your mind it's in your soul mm -hmm. like some not even just something that you want right but even just talking about your peace right um, I don't even know abiding in him right being the branch to the vine just I, I read this book called Dangerous Prayers mm -hmm. by Craig Rochelle. Have you read that one? Mm -hmm. That was my, like, wrecking ball, like, mm -hmm. book. Um, actually, at the beginning of the year, I have the page saved. But he talks about when he started to become a pastor, he had a mentor that told him to pray to God, to ask him to break mm -hmm. him, um, break his heart, especially for people, mm -hmm. right, that you're going to serve. And there was a moment at the beginning of this year where Kelsey and I were looking at each other and we were like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what comes next. And I'm reading this book. And I felt like I had no other option than to just pray, like, man, God, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever it takes, mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. And there's been moments leading up to that. And that's why he's so faithful. Mm -hmm. um, I was telling a friend this morning that a few years ago, right when we helped get involved with the Grove, but we lived in Mount Washington and not Bardstown. So it's been a three-year process. Um, I wrote down on a, on a post-it note, uh, God, help me be who you created me to be. And I put it on my bathroom mirror. Mm -hmm. And little did I know that all of these things were going to lead up to him just wrecking me for mm -hmm. people, for his word, for him and his direction. Um, and I just think that's... I just felt like I needed to say, like, you've got to allow yourself. You could have gone there and been like, yeah, we can help a little bit and then just come home, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, when you stepped foot in Malawi, like something was just different. Mm -hmm. And you allowed God to work in your life and, and break your heart for the people there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's incredible. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm uh, impatient. So <laughs> Okay, so about, fast forward into. <laughs> fast forward into. <laughs> Akonda, what you guys yes. are doing now, um, how incredible it is, and how can people partner with you? Okay, um, so I'm going to jump forward to how we got to where we are. Yep. So we've got all the backstory. Missions has been on our heart forever. Um, 
we took our first couple trips there. They were incredible. 21 is when we went back for our second adoption, but from the beginning of 2019 throughout 21 was a whole lot of relationship building and trying to like put pieces together and figure out why we feel the way we feel and God's leading us in these directions and what that looks like. And so in 2021, that was, I think, a big pivotal moment for us where we were, you know, kind of like what you said, God, like, what now? What are you doing? Just mm-hmm. do it. Like, mm-hmm. we're ready. What are you doing? Move in big ways. Um, and so, again, back to our personalities. <laughs> yeah, I, I roll there if you couldn't tell on the, on the camera. <laughs> I've been waiting for this my yeah, whole life. Yeah. So now God's like, all right, it's go time. Let's yes. sell your house and jump into this full yes. time. Yes. I, this is I, where I came in. So. And I'm like... She's like, Nathan's not going to go through with this, God. <laughs> so so I begin to just feel it, and I can't shake it, and I'm like kind of waiting for him, but it hasn't. So finally I'm like, we're out in the garden working together. Hey, I feel like God's kind of saying we should sell our house and jump into this full time. <laughs> and I hit my knees in faithfulness. No. <laughs> No, no, I, I, to quote, no joke, I said, if God wants to sell this house, he's doing it on his own because I'm not putting a sign in the yard. So if God wants to sell this house, he can do it on his own. We had, we had a sweet little homestead, this garden. We had put like years of work. The soil of the garden was We were in a good place. Nathan had just built a greenhouse. Like, oh, it was perfect. Why in the world would we? Right. So nah. he's like, no way. You've raised your family here. Yeah. yeah. If God wants to sell it, he's going to do it. I I'm said he's got to do it because I'm not putting a sign in the yard. And two weeks later, somebody knocked on our door wanting to buy our house. Golly. And I was like, thanks a lot, God. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was like 2021. Mm-hmm. So we, we did our second adoption. I challenged God to sell our house. He sold our house. <laughs> um, we. So at that point, we took all eight of our kids and spent three months in Malawi. Mm -hmm. You know, God had prompted us with the selling. He brought somebody, okay, well, what does this look like? Are our kids even going to like Malawi? Uh You know, so we spent three months there. It was incredible. incredible. All of the kids fell in love with it. Just confirmation after confirmation. Um, So then the pieces of, okay, so our house is sold. We know we love Malawi right. and we're going to do work there, but this still doesn't really make sense. God, you've got to put a whole lot of pieces together. Mm-hmm. The super detailed version? <laughs> super detailed. So yes. long story short, um, except for it's a really long story. So God provided a school bus, which was always a desire of mine. Nathan had always wanted to convert a school, a school bus, bus into an RV because we needed a place to live. Yeah. And so God here in the states. Here in the states. Yep. So God had provided a school bus. We turned that into <laughs> an RV. It was everything I wanted in a school bus, except for it didn't run. Yeah. And so the school bus was free if we towed it to our house. So we towed it to the house. I started converting it into a school bu- or into a house. And um, a lot of people were like, "You're wasting your time and money because the bus doesn't run. Mm. What are you doing?" And I just kept saying, you know, if I build it, it'll run, you know. And so the week before we closed on our house, we closed on our house on Friday. The school bus started for the first time on Sunday because of faithful prayers and good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And we left, we we sold our house and moved into a school bus and family 
helped provide us with a place to park our bus and yeah so, so that's the first time i came over yeah is when doug was helping mm-hmm. put put the bus and then the he school does a little mechanic stuff mm-hmm. so he was trying we were to help laying hands started. on it yeah yeah, yeah. We were yeah. literally I olivia and she she's been on fire for the lord since she was little oh, which is I love so cool. it. yeah uh, that's another story for another day but um yeah that's the first thing yeah. so we were praying putting, over that bus putting some hands on the bus and making it run mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. it ran and so our family of 10 um of 10 of 10 so on a bus two of us eight <laughs> kids we moved full-time into a school bus a 40-foot yeah. school bus for, and for uh, we've been living years. in that school bus now for this november will be two years yeah um, that's amazing so we're we're living in that bus while we're in the states we are currently trying to build a house finish building a house um, so that while we're in the states we have a place to land we also have a property in Malawi that we rent, that we land when we're in Malawi. Mm-hmm. So so that yeah. was a huge shift for us. 2021 was praying a lot into what does this look like and God opening crazy, ridiculous doors um, for us to be able to do this full-time mission work. Um, so 2021, we made the move. Um, and then started, we prayed about and looked into, um, mission agencies, different things like that. Like just trying to figure out logistics of a missions organization. Mm -hmm. Um, and those doors kept closing. And so we just continued to pray about that. Like God, like you're leading us, like show us how, how this part works because we had several individuals and churches, organizations wanting to partner with us, but we weren't a registered organization yet. Mm -hmm. And so he, like he always does, brought somebody who um, had had an organization for several years overseas but was coming back and like finishing up and wanted their organization to continue. So he kind of poured into us and created um, a Conda Ministries organization from like the bones of what they had. Yeah, so we were able to just kind of rewrite the bylaws and rename it and a whole lot cheaper. Yeah, than yeah. starting a, an organization from scratch. And so the organization was started. Once that was started, we were able to officially bring on mm-hmm. church partnership, individual partnership, business partnership. And um, then things started exploding. Um, there was so much that God had prompted us to do and pieces that he had put together that we didn't know how they would come to be. Um, one of our biggest projects is the hospital that we've built there. And that is a huge, we have all these tiny miracles along the way of God bringing the right people or bringing us a bus or selling the house or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it was all to bring us to a a lot of the huge things that he's done um, 2022, 2023. And, and we were just talking about it too, that like our story before this story mm-hmm. laid the foundation Absolutely. of God is faithful. faithful. Mm-hmm. And when God tells you to go and walk, even if you don't know where that walk's going to end, mm-hmm. he's faithful to walk with you. Mm-hmm. And that Absolutely. was the foundation of us starting a Conda. For yeah. sure. So, in the beginning, 2019-2020, one of our best friends there in Malawi 
had reached out to us about this need mm -hmm. for the hospital in this area. This area services like 40,000 people and they're walking over. Over four hours to get to, to get the nearest hospital. So the death rates, specifically like pregnant women and infants, is just through the roof. Because wow. as you can imagine, you go into labor and you have to walk right. <laughs> yeah. five hours. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Your no. appendix ruptures and you right. have to walk four hours. You yeah. break an arm, you have, you know, a sore anything, sore yeah. tooth, you know, you got to walk four hours. Or so. a half, you know, a simple fever, things yeah. like a half fever. You just need some ibuprofen, but you, you can't. You, you know. get malaria or cholera. It's over yeah. if you can't get the medication. The sad wow. thing is there's medication. So this was a huge need. Right. And this buddy of ours had been, you know, pouring into us with this need for years and we just kept being like buddy like <laughs> you're you're asking the wrong people yeah. because we don't have the funding but we have seen God and his faithfulness so we just continued to pray with him over the years over this over this and then <laughs> we were talking on the way here too like we don't even know at what point did we say let's do this <laughs> Yeah. Because we just continued mm -hmm. to pray about it, and then we would meet with like district health officers, and then we'd meet with like chiefs, and then we would meet with somebody about purchasing land, and then like the doors just continued to open, and the people just kept continuing to be in our path, and the ball just kept rolling. Mm -hmm. And so then we come to the point of like, all right, we're sitting down in this like government office in front of all of these officials talking about this hospital that we're going to build, mm -hmm. and we're like, where are we going to get this money? Yeah, but believing because this is where God's brought us that believing He's going to provide. Right, and so going into this, you know, He's kind of asking like, "How much funding do we have so far?" And we didn't, and He's like, "Let's not tell them that." Mm -hmm. <laughs> How much do we believe God's going to provide? You know, well, He's going to provide it all because this is where He's brought us. He's like, yeah. "All right, well, let's go in there with confidence and let them know that you know God's going to provide this." So we went in front of this meeting, and all right, this is what we're going to do, which was terrifying and yeah. ridiculous. I've been there. I know what you mean. So we come away from that trip, come home, want to start fundraising so that we can build, pour the foundation, which was like maybe 4,000 bucks, nothing. Like surely, you know, this is going to be cake. But we were like reaching out and speaking at churches and we couldn't get $4,000. Mm. So we were starting to freak out just a little bit. Like we, we they wanted to pour this foundation in December and we kept, we kept being like, give us one more week. Give us just one more week, you know? And so at this point, we were desperately crying out to the Lord. Like, you have brought us here. We need you to come through. Mm -hmm. Like, everything we're trying on our own is failing. We, you have to come through for this, you know? And so there was one point where someone that we hadn't seen in probably like five years sent us a random text message. And this person was not like a prophetic, spiritually deep, mm -hmm. visionary just person. A, just a normal just a person. Normal, person. normal believer. Shoots us a text message. Had a dream about you guys last night. How have you been? We haven't seen you in forever. Seriously, years. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no way, what was the dream? And so the dream was, it, the, the details of the dream don't matter. Letting, yeah. It, it was a neat dream and we'll get to that later but it I was like no way do you do you know what we're doing like maybe you've seen us on Facebook maybe you've heard us speak at a church like do you know what what's going on no idea 
So we were able to share a little bit of our story and we were speaking at a church that Sunday. And we were like, if you can come, if you're in the area, come to this church. We'd love to like see you and you can hear more about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they come to this church. They hear more about everything going on. This is They're so excited, cool. Yeah. yeah, let's get together. Like if we can get together, we'd love to like hear more and maybe partner with you guys. So I'm like, this is going to be great. Like maybe this is where we're going to get the funding for the foundation. Like maybe. And like mm-hmm. I'm like praying in desperation. So a couple days go by. They asked if we can come by their house one evening just to hear a little bit more and and give towards what's going on. And so going in into their house, I am just like praying my guts out for the funding for the foundation. And so we go in and tell them more details about, you know, how we've gotten to where we are and the clinic and things like that. And they're like, we love like everything that you guys are doing and we want to like help support what you guys are doing. And mm-hmm. so they hand us a check and I'm expecting the 4,000, you know, like this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. And the check we had listed on, on our Facebook or spoke at a church or something about how that hospital was going to cost 50,000 to, com- to complete mm-hmm. that hospital. That check was $50,000. Wow. Right. So a story of God providing more than we could ever ask or imagine. I just want to let that marinate for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $50,000. And you did have it listed somewhere. Yeah. Yes. But they had not seen it was, that. They, or they knew. Like, okay. we just weren't expect. Yeah, yeah, An yeah, individual yeah. doesn't yeah. give $50,000. Right. Because when you're speaking, you're... Are you just talking about the yeah, this is Yeah, um, this is like phase one. So phase yeah, yeah. one is an outpatient clinic. Right. So the outpatient clinic is going to cost like $49,600. Oh, you know, something like that. And so, That's amazing. And so going into that, like, like I said, God had been faithful all along the way. And we had seen him come through over and over and over and over. And his timing. Mm-hmm. I had hoped that we were going to have this foundation and all along like I was wrestling with God like I was mad walking away with a limp (laughs) you had like brought me here and I can't even get four thousand dollars God like what are you doing these people here are waiting and we told them like we believed you to come through you know and in this moment I was wrecked they handed us that check and I sobbed on their living room floor for I don't know how long like, I mm-hmm. needed God to knock me like that. Mm-hmm. And since then, like, and that's what he's done. Yeah. That's, Every step of the way. So now you guys have, I've seen it on Facebook. It's yeah. done. So the outpatient the clinic hospital is, is done. done. Yeah. There's more phases to the hospital. Absolutely. But the outpatient clinic is complete. Yeah. Right. And we're about to open it. That's amazing. Right. And that, and that story Perfect alone, time. like, you cannot make sense of that. Right, right. These, these, we hadn't seen these people in probably over five years mm-hmm. at least. And, and God gave them a dream right. about us. Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. How he just orchestrates everything. Yeah. Insane. That is insane. Yeah. Right. And so that like really kick-started right. everything that all we the, do. All the... It blew up from there. Yeah. And for uh, the confidence... The faith oh, that you take away from that, like, let's go. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. That's amazing. 
So from that, we were able to finish that outpatient clinic. Um, yeah, and all along, too, going into it, we, we didn't know exactly what a condo was going to become. Mm -hmm. And we were just super open to the doors and avenues that God led us to. And so we knew this first avenue was the hospital, but we had no clue where we would spin from there. And then, you know, through getting started at the hospital and those relationships that we had built, and then cholera becomes a huge problem. 2023, this was the worst year for cholera for them ever. And so we were able to bring in disaster relief for cholera and bring in cleaning supplies and go into 34 different schools and do health education and put, give them cleaning supplies for keeping the kids healthy. So that opened up these relationships with schools. And then a cyclone hits, so we're able to bring in, we got grants plus local funding and we were able to take in about $20,000 and do just cyclone relief, providing food temporary shelters, um, just All along the way for. with these physical needs being met, we would reach out to local pastors, though, mm -hmm. or like even ourselves, bring oh, teams yeah. in. Yeah. And because of these physical needs needing to be met, we were also able to meet we, the spiritual needs. We had local Malawian pastors mm -hmm. taking these products into the people. So, like, you have, like, it's cool if we get to carry stuff in and hand stuff off. But our vision all along is, like, how do we live in community with these people and elevate them and empower them and get them going in a, in a solution that's long-term and sustainable. And so taking these local pastors into these local schools and giving the pastors a chance to speak to the schools share the gospel with the kids, share health education with the kids, build those local relationships that when the kid and the family is going through hard times, they turn to him. They don't turn to me. I'm not always in that moment. Yes, sir. And that's how you build the legacy, right? Because now it's passed down. Exactly. For their entire generations upon generations, right? Once you have, you know, the knowledge is great, but when you take the faith combined with the knowledge, yeah, and so from that, just more and more stuff layers in. So through the disaster relief, we started with local youth clubs. They came to us, local 20-some youths, said, we want to rebuild our community. Will you help us? We're like, if you want to rebuild your community, absolutely, we'll help you. So we got them building houses for widows that have no one to build a house for them yeah, after the cyclone destroyed it. We have for a blind guy that has a family that he's trying to keep safe and provide food for, but he can't physically build. You know, things like that. We're stepping into these situations with people with disabilities or people that um, just don't have the provision themselves and letting their community step in and rebuild. So it keeps people's dignity it keeps people's, you know, like, it keeps the youth going and gives them the support that, like, hey, you guys can be a change in your community, not me. You guys are the one leading this change. Through that, it's opened up different doors where now we're doing business training, small business training with these youths, uh, teaching them small business skills, money management skills, how to market your business, how to... Uh, life discipleship skills, how to use your business as a platform for the gospel, things like that, and empowering them to be 
their own solution right. and, and that this isn't just for you. Take what you're learning and bring in an apprentice. Bring in the next generation so that this can be a generational shift and a generational change. And so what started with where we started, just building relationships, seeing needs, trying to meet needs, not being able to provide all on our own, trusting the Lord to be faithful, and following these paths of who knows where they'll end up has left us in a place where this is a coma. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so now like our goal is to empower the local community, provide hope, provide um, uh, the gospel to, to be able to help meet physical needs with the combination of spiritual needs to use them to put put money into local businesses, local products, hiring local people. Um, everything we do shapes around how does this empower this community? If this could damage the community, we're not going to do that. How do we instill greatness into this community? Right, and that takes the spotlight off of you guys, which absolutely just never than those people anyway, but continuing to have that humility because, you know, even I love your prayer before we even started um, about glorifying everything that we say, everything that we do, glorifying him, right? And you guys are always going to point to God and what he's done in your lives. And um, I know that you're a blessing to the people of Malawi and a blessing to the people that are going to listen to this show. How crazy is it, like, because when you got to walk four hours to a hospital, four plus hours, like, you're talking about establishing, reestablishing hope in a community. How hopeless. You know, if you can't even get basic medical care. Yeah. Um, and, and Scripture tells us that hope is a trustworthy anchor for our soul. Yeah. And so the mission that you guys are on, um, it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a crazy reality that those people are living in. It's a world that we can't imagine. For us, it's like, how do you not have a pediatrician to take your kids to? But as like a father, um, there's no pediatrician in this area. So there once a month, one health official or a few health officials come and set up under a tree to do under five care That's so once, once a month and, and so, so if your child is sick and they're, they're coming, coming on friday, friday and it's monday, monday you're, you're gonna, gonna wait until friday, friday and then when, when they come, come you're gonna hope they have some sort of something to help your child, child. and many times they take the weight and that's it that's, it. that's all they have is a scale and so it's, it's just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yeah. To, to, to see, see communities, communities like, like this. And this is some statistics like 98% of children under five are malnutrition in Malawi. And it, and it was like 25%. Is that the number? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. 25% don't make it to their first birthday. Like we can't fathom that. Right. Like, if you have four kids, one of your four children will not live to see the age of one. And that hits home for me because I have four kids. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, and how heartbreaking is that? And so for us to see 
statistics like this and not just statistics. We drive through these villages. We drive through these communities. We see the moms packing the babies on their back. Walking, walking back, back from, from this once a month health clinic, right. and, and we begin talking to them, and they're like, they didn't have any medication today. They, they said, come back next week. week. So, so your sick child that you waited four days to go see the doctor, mm-hmm. they don't have medication, come back next Friday. And you just hope your baby just get. Yeah, you hope because you've got no options. You've got no opportunities. And so to be able to see God step in and provide, to be able to see people like, like, like what you guys are doing, individuals that are willing to step in and partner with us. Um, to be able to, like, when this full hospital clinic health site is done, it'll have an outpatient clinic for adults. It'll have an under five clinic that will run 24 7. Every day, all night long, you can bring your child there and get health care. It's going to have a maternity. Ward that's 24 7. So when your water breaks, these people don't have to walk four hours. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've seen Kelsey give natural birth twice. Okay? <laughs> Women are superstars. Thank God I'm a dude. But at the end of the day, like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that's the reality of, of the people there. And they do it all with joy. The joy of these people is inspiring. And you're going to open the hospital when? Hopefully, Hopefully this year. We've got to build the staff housing, and that's what we just broke ground on. We just broke ground this last trip that we took in September. So we did a groundbreaking on those. Once the staff housing is complete, that will house the staff that will then open the outpatient clinic. And we're believing in the Lord to provide all of the things. And um, if anyone wants to join us, they can. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's where we're at. at. Mm-hmm. We're just, God's led us to this path, and we're just going to keep walking. Yeah, I love it. And the, and the story, like, continues to yeah. unfold. Like, like we hit a moment where ends. we're like, oh, my goodness, this is it. Look what God's done. This right. is, and then we're prompted just a little bit more. Yeah, still, still yeah. doing. yeah. So, and it's still terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still in those moments of like on my knees, desperation, like, mm. God, I think you called me to this, but I don't know how you're going to come through. And I'm just depending on you to do it. Right. And he, yeah. and he keeps on. So for our family, m- multiple things, the people of Malawi have changed our lives in the most incredible way. Yeah. The faith that they have there is unlike anything we've ever seen. And that drives us. Mm -hmm. And the joy that they have in every circumstance. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) the stretching that God has continued to do in our lives is terrifying. But I'm grateful for that as well. And so the journey that he's brought us on has been incredible and he's moved in mighty ways. (coughs) But we've always, until this point, we've kind of teetered on Nathan still works when we're in the States to provide our needs. Mm -hmm. And so going into 2024, we're feeling prompted that that might change. 
that's a prayer for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And we like we, you can't doubt what God's brought sure. us to. Like we know that he's going to provide. Yeah. And it's just that, you know, if you want to sell the house, God, you've got to do it. <laughs> if if you I feel that. If you're calling us to step out of yeah. <laughs> the security of the stateside, you know, you've got to employment, you've got to do it. And right. so and so that's one of our And that's not pre- like some people I feel like try and put pressure on God to no. do their work. Right, right, right. 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 Mm-hmm. This is a request from your Absolutely. own heart of what you feel like God's put in there. Yeah. And I, because if he doesn't so want to, times, like, right. we're pretty comfortable. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. we could keep on. It would be a sure. lot easier for me just to keep working. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. This right. is easier. not something that yeah. we are seeking out ourselves. Right. But again, what we Submitting feel. and obedient. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the beauty that. of it is, too, when you've, when you've presented your life before God, and he's got you walking down a path. Mm-hmm. You can shift your prayers to God I want, God I would like, mm-hmm. into God you brought me here. Mm-hmm. Like, and we can see, like in this book, God's faithfulness. Right. Mm-hmm. And we sing songs about like God's faithfulness. Right. And like you sing really well for those that don't know. <laughs> and like we we do these things, but like when God brings you here, like he won't. How? Why, he? Why would he fail now? Right. Like we've seen him in all these situations. Give so like, a firm foundation over here. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. So yeah. like, why would he fail now? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he won't. Yeah. Right. And, and it's then it, it changes like the way you pray, mm-hmm. in that like God, you are so holy, so great and so powerful, and you brought us here, and I know you can provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just asking for that. Right. It's not a you better. Right. Right. It's not a I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a you know, right. but it's a you brought know, me here. I know you will. Right. You brought me here yeah. and I'm believing in you and yeah. I need you. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a sacrifice of who we are to him. And the neat thing is <clears throat> like I never want it to be pointed to us. No. Like I talk about my faith and I'm grateful for my faith, but I have lots of doubts and failures as well. And God is just so good to continue to chase after me and pursue me. And I am incredibly grateful for that. But the cool thing about our journey is it's not us. It's Mm -hmm. what he's doing and the work that he's doing. And the exciting thing is to see the people that he brings to be a part. And so in us telling our story, it's not like, look how good our lives are mm-hmm. or look at what we've done but like look at what god's doing right and join like if you yeah. want to be a part come on yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy yeah right and and two like our encouragement for the church and for the believers and for just anybody really it doesn't truly matter like if you look at us like we are the epitome of normal just we can't do this on our own people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know there is nothing special about us in reality there is nothing we do weird things like have a lot of kids but there's other people (laughs) that have a lot of kids you know what i mean like if anything it's easy to look at like stories like i'm thinking about this in reverse it's easy to listen to a podcast about someone that lives this like great life of faith Mm -hmm. god opens these big doors and does mighty things for them Mm -hmm. 
but not, that's not how it is for me. Mm-hmm. That's not how it is in real life. Right. You know what I mean? If anything, our encouragement for the people is like, we are normal people doing normal life mm-hmm. and submitting that to God. That's the big piece. And God you. is yeah. faithful every single time. And so if you, being a normal person, doing normal everyday life, submitted yourself to God, what would God do with you? Amen, bro. Come on, preach. And so that's our encouragement yeah. for the local, you know, the local church that like, if you want to join with what we're doing, we would love it. We need you to join. Mm-hmm. We need people to join with what we're doing. Right. But God is at work all around us, right. around the world and right here. Mm-hmm. And opening your eyes to what God is doing and joining him in his work wherever he has you because God works through the normal and everyday and broken people. And that's just what we are. Amen. So don't like as the listener or consumer of this moment, like don't hear our story and think it's something more than it is. Yeah, but... You said yes to the calling of God on your life, right? Absolutely. You have you have a calling of God on your life. Absolutely. And so allow God to break your heart for mm-hmm. that calling. Mm-hmm. Last night I told you when I felt like God told me, I felt like God told me, um, I was just I was just waiting on you. Yeah. It was almost like I knew he was there talking about a normal yeah. Sunday Christian, right? I knew I know he's there. Like right. I believe in him. I prayed. All of these things are great, but it is a powerful thing when you realize that like I need you. Mm-hmm. And not only do I know you're walking beside me, I'm now going to turn and have a conversation directly mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. That's relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. which is so much different than rules and religion, mm-hmm. right? Um, man, really quickly, I do want to hit on, you talked to us about, we are at the golf scramble for the Grove, yeah. and you talked to us about the small business yeah. trainings and classes and opportunities, and when you told me how much that cost, <laughs> yeah. like, that blew me away. So can you touch on that for the audience? Yeah, so our small business training uh, began with the youth that came to us yep. to rebuild their community. Right. And so for our point of view, we thought, well, how can we pour back into them? Because mm-hmm. this relationship, this door has been open. Right. Now, how do we, what do we do with it, God? Yep. And so... Through conversations, through just open, honest, like, tell us about life. Our director does a lot of those in-country. He's a Malawian, and he can relate to those people. Mm -hmm. He comes uh, from an area just like they're Mm -hmm. living in. And so it's like um, we listen to them. We listen to what they have to say. And we listen to the things that they would like to learn. So right. they're so wanting. You didn't just create this thing, no, right? Absolutely it was not. Born out of the needs from what they felt absolutely like they not. wanted they to came pursue. To us, yeah, they came to us and said, "Hey, we want to learn how to do irrigation farming. Mm. We want to learn how to do beekeeping. We want to learn how to do tailoring." We just don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. We don't have the opportunity. And so what we begin to pray about and step into was how can we provide those resources for them to be a long-term sustainable solution for themselves and generations right. to come. And so the program, not only does it provide education, so it teaches them how to like make a product, mm-hmm. 
Um, but it also, like I touched on earlier, like it does money management skills, it does business management, how to market your business. Because if everybody's selling soap, you ain't gonna sell soap. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's you got to know how and when to, <laughs> to get into those things. And so uh, we're teaching stuff like that. We're teaching godly discipleship and yeah. how to lean in on each other as a group mm-hmm. and go through this thing together. Yep. Um, and so also, so it's $15, puts one student through. Wow. That pays for the professionals in that field to come in. That pays for the materials that they use in class. Let's just keep talking about soap. That mm-hmm. that pays for all of the products to actually make soap together as a group in that class. Wow. Um, that pays for um, the tools required for whatever that trade is like tailoring you gotta buy sewing machines (laughs) so that people can learn to sew Um, the difference between what we're doing and what a lot of programs that we've heard about this are doing is that's where everything stops Mm. and the the reality of the people living in this situation is they have nothing right like they have nothing Mm -hmm. and so our program is different because that $15 covers those things and the fourth element is it's startup capital. Yeah. So they're a- actually able to like um, like the tailoring, like a group of 10 take that sewing machine with them at the end of the class. Wow. So we buy these sewing machines for the class, but then as a collective group, they take that machine Mm -hmm. and they begin to use that machine to start their business begin to actually make money and multiply from there so it's not just an education that you give them and then say good luck right you know if we do mechanics it's like here's your tool set Mm -hmm. you know if we're doing this like beekeeping and soap making here's like the molding frames here's let's sit down and build the bee the bee hives and here take the hive now and like here's you know so it's getting their business actually started that is very difficult for many and once we can get that launch pad going now it's up to them the ball is then in their court right and and ultimately that's what we want the whole time we want the ball in their court we want them to succeed and to fail right because like it or not we learn through both of those absolutely and so it's important for them to be out there to for them to be doing and for us to not be doing for people yep and so that's the program in a nutshell it's going really smooth um, the classes that we've ran through have been really well received. Nice. Um, we're looking to expand that um, through listening to them that maybe someday we'll be able to provide like electricians courses mm-hmm. um, and masonry courses and really practical things that they can begin to establish a real um, what we would call a career, mm-hmm. you know, what they would actually be able to provide for them themselves. And because they're such a community driven culture, one person makes money that goes to the whole family. Yep. Yeah. So through that one business, you're providing grandmothers, aunts, uncles, kids, and future. Like you're really helping that entire extended family Love it. because they're going to incorporate everybody in this business as yep. well. So yeah. it's a, just a very community-driven society, which is new for us to think about. Right. Um, it's not where our society tends to lean into. Sure, but, sure. 
but it's a really cool it's a really cool program and it's so far going really well and yeah. still need a lot of people willing to 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 be a part of that mm-hmm. and like to to sponsor those spots like we can't do it without right people joining with us this is not a our show thing for sure yeah you established that for sure you know you, you got to have that help along the way and that's where kind of from Kelsey my wife is so jacked about coming and doing medical missions and being a part of the hospital like she just especially when you talk about babies like mm. she just can't wait <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then you know I felt like God was convicting me when we talked on the golf course like I'd started my business with nothing right mm-hmm. I put my mm-hmm courses for my real estate license on a credit card Mm -hmm. like and I just did it and they don't have that option right right so for me like $15 like what right Mm -hmm. so it was a no-brainer for us to partner on that side but as well as you know you talked about the cyclone sent us a video as we created a partnership of building Mm -hmm. homes Mm -hmm. um this is what we do yeah Yeah. this is what we do every day yeah and I, I talked to a guy that Get over here, bro. I'm not going to say his name, but he's going to come over and be a part of our team. And it was really, really cool because um, this is not something that I am just like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, this is a network, the legacy network, Mm -hmm. right, where I believe strong relationships build stronger legacies, Mm -hmm. right? It takes a village. Mm -hmm. And so I want everybody involved, right? And not everybody's going to be maybe, and that's fine. But when I was talking to him about how we partner with Akonda, he was like, man, how cool would it be if we could go to Malawi and help build the houses too? Right. And I was like, now you're talking, those are the kind of people that I want to partner with, right? Mm -hmm. And so we legitimately cannot wait to be a part, not just monetarily, which you need, uh, but also boots on the ground, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. Um, putting our hands to work. Like we're we're excited. Kelsey said, "This is for the receipts, right?" She said, "We went to when's the last time we went? It was Colorado. Yeah, her sister was getting married. We went to Colorado." She said, "The next time we're on a plane, it's going to be to Malawi." Mm. I'm like, "Come on, let's go!" Love so I'm I'm really excited and. Um, just blessed to know you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, Absolutely. we're excited for what the the future looks like with you know with all the different relationships that we've established. You know, with you guys and with other businesses and community people, um, we're excited about what God is doing because yeah. His faithfulness won't stop. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. I love it. So again, guys, fifteen bucks, right? And then yeah. how can people? Like you said, you need... How do you find us? They need resources, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not you, they. You mm-hmm. pass along everything. Um, so how can people find you? How can they get involved? Akonda Ministries on Facebook is probably the most up-to-date. We also have a website. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can link that stuff in the bottom, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. Always, yeah we always put the Facebook and, and the website um, into the description of the bio, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. we have a website you could check out. Mm-hmm. Facebook we try to do every couple of days because yeah. man so much is happening yeah. it's wild yeah so, so cool. follow along yeah and share share you know yes. even a lot of people you know I don't have finances we'll share it with your you know right you never know who it's gonna yeah hit in different and ways pray, and intercede yeah. right that's something absolutely that's something that I yes. have come a long way into it's mm-hmm. like oh I don't have the money sorry 
you know, it's like intercede right mm-hmm. on behalf of Akonda, mm-hmm. yeah. on behalf of the Malawian people. Like, yes. right, lift You're, it up and then yeah. watch what God can do exactly. because you've, you've already shown that yes. he can do yeah. immeasurably more than we could ever imagine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pray. These right. are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Right. Yep. Right. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter where they live. Yep. Yeah. These are your brothers and sisters. So, like, do what would you do? Your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. yeah. It's good. Any other kind of parting thoughts that you got? I told you we didn't know how long we could go, but <laughs> um, it's just what we do here in the, in the growth experience. We try and grow together. So, any other kind of parting thoughts that you want to leave the listener with? I mean, I think for us, like, we just really appreciate um, you guys taking the time to, to hear us out and willing to, to listen to our story and people willing to just hear about what God is doing um, in our lives as well as, you know, in our ministry in Aconda. We're just, uh, we covet, <clears throat> we covet your prayers mm-hmm. um, big time. Um yeah, s- small stuff like even following us on Facebook. Your your spheres of influence are different than our spheres of influence. Right. And you never know how stuff hits people and how stuff sparks in people. Yep. And we firmly believe that like many people are a part of the journey mm-hmm. to make this happen. And like mm-hmm. God is using many avenues and many people right. to do stuff. And you don't know your role in that until yep. you're there. Yep. And so just being willing to say yes to God, mm-hmm. that encouragement that, you know, whatever that looks like for you, just being willing to submit that. And for, for sure. me, it's crazy to say, be the one to jump, but like, <laughs> just, yeah, willing to submit to him and what his plans are. Amazing. Yeah. And a lot of people want to know how they can help, you mm-hmm. know, and and some people think like it's not much, but like you just heard like $15 changes somebody's life yeah. Yeah. and so if you get on facebook or get on our website if you if you want to be like a, a monthly support that's a super easy way even if it's 20 bucks a month right. yeah you get on you hit recurring and you don't even have to think about it anymore but you're changing and yeah. saving lives yeah. and it takes all of us it does so some sometimes people will hear our story and like oh i wish i could mm-hmm. you can't yeah. we can't without you right. you yeah. know and so something as simple as that really does make a huge impact yeah. so don't think you can't right nothing's yeah. too small right, right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yep awesome well hey thank you guys so much for thank coming you. here today and um i just ask that you know, for our family personally, and then for the listener, um, if you're touched by Aconda and Nathan and Jesse, please reach out, follow their journey. Um, we continue to pray for blessings over your ministry, for blessings of even safety, right? It's a, we talked about before the show, it's a long mm-hmm. plane ride mm-hmm. on a little plane. Yep. So we, uh, we pray for you guys and your family and what you're doing to impact people. It's, it's incredible. Thank you for saying yes to the calling on your life because uh, it's huge and everybody has that opportunity. You just mm-hmm. have to say yes, yeah. right? Yeah. Awesome. It feels weird to end the show this way, but um, I, I do it every time and, and I want to be faithful to our sponsors that sponsor the show. So again, I want to say thank you to Community Land Title. They're a full service land title and escrow settlement provider here to protect your real estate investments. When you work with their knowledgeable team, you will be guided through the process in a transparent and timely way 
And just as I say at the end of every episode, I'll leave you with this. You have a gift. It's time to grow in it. Oh, 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 oh,